welcome to the Book of Wellbeing podcast, a place to help you to understand, manage and improve your mental health and well-being, where you will find the knowledge, guidance and tools you need to improve your life and where you can build your own well-being toolkit to take with you. We focus so much attention on our insecurities as though they are us, that inner critical voice telling us that we're not good enough or we have a flaw, there's something wrong with us. But believe it or not, they are not us. They are actually others. They don't stem from within us as a person, they stem from other people. If you really sit and think about this, it's true. All of our own insecurities are in one way or another caused because of somebody else, or other people, or the world around us. Often through our own comparison to others and their lives, or maybe through someone else criticising us, either as an adult or as a child. They develop when we perceive differences between ourselves and others and cause us to feel as though we're not good enough in some way. We all struggle with insecurities about ourselves in one way or another, either now or in the past. And even the most confident people in life have securities. It might not seem like it on the surface, but they will do. Insecurities come in all different shapes and sizes, either about our appearance and how we look, or external areas of our lives, like how much money we have, the job we have or don't have, our relationships, the house we live in, our social network, or our abilities at practical tasks or as a person. It can be anything that we can observe and compare to another person or people. An insecurity, in summary, is a feeling of inadequacy, self-doubt and uncertainty that causes a lack of confidence and self-criticism. And the biggest problem for us isn't having an insecurity. We're all going to have them at different points in our lives. The problem is how we manage them and what we do with them. We let them take over our thoughts and our life choices. We let them decide for us. We let them limit us and stop us from doing the things we want or stop us from allowing ourselves to be content with what we have. They prevent us from allowing ourselves to reach our goals and our wishes in life. And we are doing this by feeding them. You might remember in an earlier episode on thoughts I used the example that a negative thought is like a weed. The more we feed it, the more it grows. And this is the same for insecurities. We keep feeding them with our time and our energy. We procrastinate and ruminate on them. And by doing this, we give them the key to grow. By gifting them with our precious time or by behaving in ways such as avoidance to keep the insecurity going rather than exposing ourselves to things that might actually cure it. They then start to impact on different areas of our lives, such as our relationships, because we're feeling insecure about things. We don't feel confident in ourselves. And they can prevent us from getting the most out of our lives. They hold us back. As well as the point I made earlier about them stemming from other people in the beginning, they also stay with us through other people in the form of our own thoughts, because we spend so much time and energy concerned by what other people will think of us because of the insecurities we have when in reality people aren't thinking about us all the time they're just not 
If we walk down a public street or somewhere busy, we can worry that people are looking at us, thinking about that thing that's making us feel insecure. But this isn't happening. People are too busy thinking about themselves. This is true. It's not in a selfish way. They just are. People are too busy caught up in their own lives and their own minds, just like you are. Are you walking down the street looking out for everyone's flaws and thinking about them for hours on end? No, and neither are they. I once read a statement in a book by a lady who was in her 70s and she explained that she'd got to a point in her life before she was in her 70s, I think she said she was in about her 50s, when she stopped worrying about what other people thought of her and her life. But she went on to describe how she also realised how much time she'd wasted throughout her life worrying and thinking about what other people thought. And she said that she regretted this, that if she could go back, she would spend less time worrying about what other people thought and more time focused on her own life because that's exactly what it is. It's your life. So how do we do this? How do we take our power back, face our insecurities and challenge them so that we can actually live our life for us and not through other people and their thoughts and opinions? I'll tell you how. We face the insecurities head on. We start to challenge them and we work through them and we give ourselves a break. Because as if life isn't hard enough with everything it throws at us, that we need a whisper of a critical voice telling us all of the time that we aren't good enough, we don't look right, we haven't got the right attributes as a person. This isn't true. We need to fight back, take the power back and start to live our lives. Because you are good enough. Those whispers, the voices, either from yourself or other people telling you you aren't good enough, they are not a fact. Their opinion of you based on the path you've had in life, the people you've been surrounded with, either directly through family and friends or people around you or social media and how people present their lives on there. But you are good enough the way you are right now. The only thing you need to change and work on is how you're speaking to yourself and how this is having an impact on your life. On to this week's toolkit, the first tool I'm introducing to you is called the mirror. So for this tool, what I would like you to do is, whatever your insecurity is, whether it's physical or not, go in search of somebody else, somebody you know, some an associate, somebody walking past the street, a stranger, somebody on the internet, find somebody that you perceive has that same thing as you and look through the mirror at them because you won't criticise them the way you're criticising yourself. So I learnt this one when I was quite young. I had, um, I've always had a turned up nose and I was picked on at school for it. So this is where the insecurity started. But I used to hate my nose. I couldn't stand it. It made me very insecure when I was younger. And I remember seeing somebody on telly a woman who had a very similar nose to me and I remember thinking at the time she looks nice her nose is fine and then I went in search of other people either in person or 
on the TV who had a similar nose and I wasn't doing it to compare myself to them. I was doing it so that I could try and convince myself that my insecurity wasn't true. And this really, really works. So go in search of somebody who has the same thing that you are picking at yourself for and look through the mirror. Look through the mirror as though you're looking at them and keep doing this. Keep doing it until you feel more confident about that thing that's holding you back. Because I bet what you find is you are not criticising that person for that thing, the way that you are speaking to yourself. And this is exactly how you need to start speaking to yourself, as though you're looking at somebody else. So the second tool is called change the name. And usually when we have insecurities, things about ourselves that we don't particularly like at that time, we're being nasty about ourselves in the words that we use, either in our heads or out loud. So, for example, 20 years ago, about my nose, I might have said, I have an awful nose. Or things might be, I have a fat body, I have a thin body, I have bad hair. It doesn't have to be about appearance. So, it could be, I'm useless at this. I am really bad at that. I can't get this right. So, we have to change the name in the way that we're thinking about it. We alter it. So... Instead of, I have a fat or a thin body, I have a body, I have a nose, not an awful nose, or I have this, I have that. Make a statement about what you have without that opinion word, without that word that's really critical and alter the way that you start to speak about it. Keep repeating this because this really works. It's about accepting what you have rather than being critical about what you have. And finally, just be kind to yourself. You are better than you think. The way that you look at yourself is not the way that other people are looking at you despite what's happened and what's been said to you in your past. So try to let go. Work on these things work on your insecurities so that you can have a better life so that you can feel more confident because it is absolutely possible to do that and i am here to tell you you are good enough the way you are we've reached the end of today's episode hopefully you've found something helpful and you can work on your own insecurities Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow the Instagram and Facebook pages at The Book of Wellbeing. Have a nice week.